This FPL season has definitely been go, go, go. A nonstop hustle all the time. Matches, deadlines, unexpected blank and double game weeks, on top of everything the real world has had in store. Sometimes you need a moment to turn off and hit reset. That's when you reach for Coors Light. It's made to chill. For me personally, supporting Fulham during this last year has been a true roller coaster ride. Honestly, when that Adama Traore goal flew past Areola in the 92nd minute of game week 31, the only thing that saved my mental state, the only thing that calmed my nerves, was cracking open a Coors Light. There's only one beer out there that's literally made to chill, and that's Coors Light. The mountains on the bottles and cans even turn blue when your beer is cold. That way, you always know when it's time to chill. When you need to hit reset, just open a Coors Light. It's mountain cold refreshment made to chill. And listen, everyone, summer is pretty much here. It's about to get hot in New York. An ice-cold Coors Light is such a perfect way for me to beat that summertime heat. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light and the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. And as always, celebrate. Hail cheaters, and welcome to the Always Cheating Fantasy Premier League podcast. My name is Josh, and I'm here with Brandon. I'm so happy to be here. I said that like I didn't know your last name. Like I just, <laughs> like a, let's just hang in there for a second. Well, we're distant colleagues. So we've never met in person, and we try not to get too personal about these things. No, that's true. So let's get right into our personal recap of Game Week 32. <laughs> just to, to take a step back here, we had, we had a week off from the podcast. How was that for you? Well, it was good to recharge the batteries, but um, honestly, I didn't know what to do with myself. Uh, I I don't know. I I, I kind of liked it. You know, I, did, I didn't like it so much that I was like, no more podcasts. But I, I like the, I like the week <laughs> off. I think um, trying to fill two weeks of like, you know during the international break, filling up two weeks worth of podcasts is a little tricky. You end yeah. up having this one podcast where you're just kind of speculating on the week to come. You know, theorizing about whether someone's Ankle injury in the international break is bad enough to get them to start. It's it's just a weak podcast, I think. Yeah, it did free me up to just only really worry about my own team. Uh, <laughs> I think I think somebody in the Hail Cheaters Twitter feed I saw said said very plainly, "I have zero idea what to do with my team," and uh, I identified with that so much. I know, so, and and you and you pull. I don't know if the, if this was something you did intentionally to. Um, to throw me off the scent, or if you really did just make a last minute uh, change, but uh, you know, you were like, you were a little. I, I had talked about bringing in Payet on, on Twitter, and you were a little doubtful about that. And then I talked about captaining Aguero, and you were a little doubtful on that. And it turned out in the end, we both brought in Payet, we both captained Aguero, and uh, I was actually, I was a little bummed out when I I woke up in the morning because I saw um, we had basically the same team. Except, uh, except your team had already done much better than mine. Because yeah, after, after 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 the Chelsea Villa game, I had twelve points on you. Yeah, and I and I had Ivanovic, so I thought I was looking okay, uh, or you know, I thought I was you know, it was pretty much a neutral move there. But you brought in, um, um, I brought in Courtois for an injured Courtois. Joe Hart, and yeah. that is, uh, I think everyone could guess a one week punt. 
because right. um, let's just get it out out in the open right now. I think like probably seventy five to eighty percent of our listeners we have active wild cards right now. That's right. Very so exciting. we both activated our wild cards this weekend, and Courtois it was only going to be for the Villa game, and I was just looking for some guaranteed points going into this kind of peculiar game week. 32. Mm -hmm. And so, yeah, I couldn't have been more thrilled. Courtois gets seven points and uh, Aspilicueta, Dave, who he's not really done anything for me since I brought him in. This was his last chance to shine on my squad. He gets an assist, a very lucky assist on that uh, loftus cheek sort of deflected goal. So at this point, you basically need um, for me to beat you. I'm going to need a goal from Hector Bellerin a goal from Gilpie Sigurdsson, and it would really help if I got something from Ashley Williams. Yeah, and yeah, uh, you're only you're only three <laughs> differentials there. So going into uh, going into halftime of uh, the, the 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 ten o'clock matches, uh, I I like I'm like oh, I'm screwed, you know. Like, yeah, and I had, I had already gotten an assist from David Silva at that point, and an assist from David Silva. Uh, so yeah, within like 20 minutes in the second half though, uh, I get a goal from Sigerson, uh, a goal from Bellerin and, uh, and then it was a little nerve wracking cause I, I knew he had to hold onto that clean sheet too. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, uh, you know, goal from Bellerin and, um, and then inexplicably like in the 80th minute of that, um, of the Swansea, uh, Stoke, Stoke. match, yeah. Ashley Williams center so, back is I, like at the... <laughs> He's like, what was he doing up that far? It was was insane. He was like playing in the hole. He's like, pass me the ball. I had to go to Wikipedia and make sure that number five or number six, whatever his number number is. I was like, that that must have been Wayne Routledge or that was was not there was no way that that was who I think it was. Uh, and lo and behold, and he was on a yellow card too. So I was, I was expecting nothing from him. In this yeah. match. That, that was just icing on the cake. That was probably one of the most transformative halves in, uh, our FPL head to head season you so far. Premier League history or just, <laughs> and, just yeah, it, yeah, you, you really managed your way out of that one. Well done, Josh. <laughs> um, I, did. I, I, I made the right, I made the right second half substitutions and it really, it really panned out. I couldn't I couldn't believe your luck, but I just had to tip my hat to you. And when you got that Ashley Williams assist, I just thought, oh, when you're when you're on the receiving end of all that good fortune, it's just the best feeling. <laughs> it is a good feeling. So going into Sunday's match, it was basically it was one on one. It was um, uh, I have Schmeichel <laughs> and you have uh, Huth. So yeah, I mean, <laughs> <The> how close? <laughs> yeah, almost like a complete wash, right? That you yeah. just, Especially given, uh, well, then then when when Morgan gets a goal at the front, you're like, well, I'm not even going to get three bonus points, probably. Yeah, exactly. I mean, my my only victory there was to to steal the one bonus point off of off of your Schmeichel, and it goes to Robert Hughes. So I took that as a small win for me at the end of a, a long game week. How closely do you watch a match like that? Where you're like, are, are you really are you thinking you can get a goal? I mean, are you are you just kind of waiting for a reset piece? Oh you know, God! I mean, every every corner kick, I I look for number six, which Huth is number six, and I just focus on him and I watch <laughs> him and only him. I don't even look to see when the ball is in flight from the corner quadrant. I just watch: is Huth moving? Does he look like he's about to pounce? You're like one oh. of those NFL. You're like one of the, one of those NFL players that only watches the offensive line. 
You know, you're not even yeah. watching. Oh, yeah, without a doubt, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, of course, Huth had one of his classic games where he didn't get his head on it, like he, he got his shoulder on a few set pieces or just mm-hmm. was completely, was just standing on the 18-yard line for some <laughs> inexplicable reason. I've had a couple, for whatever reason this season, I had Martin Skirtle maybe around like the 10 to 20-week mark. Uh, I did get a goal from him once, although it wasn't, I, I don't actually think it was off a corner. It was like a... I don't know. He was like he was like from ten yards out. He it was it was not with his head. It was his, with his foot. I remember. Uh, but I remember. Yeah, for some reason, it, it, like I had all these matches where I think it's because they're they're in the Europa League. But it came down to it would be a Sunday, and I would need Martin Skirtle to get like fifteen points yeah. for me to uh, to win my head to head. And uh, so I'm just watching these matches super close. And I think the one time he scored a goal, I actually did win that dad. It uh, is it is yeah. really the most dis- soul destroying activity is to watch a game needing a defender to score a goal like the, the I mean the only thing less likely is for your goalkeeper to get a penalty save yeah so it, exactly it, it, it's yeah. it's just a a, a truly uh, withering ninety minutes it really to, is to yeah it so it never works out uh, except this week where both of us picked up uh, some points from our defenders. Yeah. So, so I mean, Aaron, Aaron Cresswell from my defense was pro- was, uh, once again, the weak link. I mean, I keep waiting for Cresswell to do something, but yeah, he was the one weak, weak link in my team, I guess, say Deli Ali. And I ended up with 70 points. Thanks to that Hooth bonus point. Yeah. So, I, I'm, I I'm happy with that. I got green arrows. Yeah, me too. I picked up uh, 74 points in the week. Uh, very respectable score. Uh, you know, it's it's kind of like as the season goes on, the you, it's like I don't even really look at the average. The average this week was forty seven points, but I, I think that number it tends to be a little lower than it really is because you hit the you hit the thirty the thirty to you know the thirty two week mark, and just a lot of people. There are a lot of dead teams out there. A lot of people have just have just given up, or they're they're too far down. They're not taking the game you know seriously anymore. Um, I actually joked about that on Twitter because uh, Kolarov scored a goal uh, in like the 91st minute. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, what a great goal for the dead teams out there. Because uh, if you're playing seriously, you can't have Kolarov right now. Uh, actually, it's funny because I think Garameld actually has Kolarov, who's in first place in, uh, in the uh, Hail Cheaters League. But uh, in general, you're not really you're not playing Kolarov at the moment. Uh, uh, no, no, not yeah. at all. I mean, that was a, such a vintage Kolarov goal, though. It was, uh, mm-hmm. Really so awesome. It ended up being a pretty yeah. So seventy four points. Uh, my my climb back into respectability continues. I actually picked up another hundred thousand points. So I think I have gained almost eight hundred thousand spot. I, I've jumped eight hundred thousand spots in the last five game weeks. <laughs> it's Chelsea esque. I mean, I think we yeah. compared you to Chelsea earlier in the season because you had a great time uh, and the in the FPL last season, and then you really struggled at the start. But here you are climbing up into the top half of the table. I know, and it's like there are these times when I sit around and think if I if I just if I just if I hadn't been so stubborn, if I just brought in Mesut Ozil in week ten or something, you know, like it would it would have right. made all the difference. Uh, but you know, you can't you can't. I, I was very stubborn at the start of the season. You know, I, it was I, I was very committed to Eden Hazard. I was sort of committed to the players who did really well last year, and it took I was just a little too stubborn about even someone like Jamie Vardy. Uh, I just waited a little too long on, and it's just a reminder. You know, you look now. I mean, we still have six weeks left in the season, and you know, it was like the, these decisions I was making in week seven, like oh, I can't have I can't have Vardy. I need a differential. Like, yeah. No, you don't. You know, <laughs> the season is so long. Just you yeah. just bring in the best players at the start, and don't try to be the most clever person. You know, just like I don't know. So it's I mean, it was a, it was a weird start of the season because you had so many people who 
um, some of the players who were who are performing week in and week out who you wouldn't expect that from. I mean, you know, um, Odin Agallo and Jamie Vardy are kind of the two best examples. I mean, you could say that Mares even was, even Mares, yeah, even even Mares, although he did he was pretty good last year. Um, and he was great value from the start. Well, um, I guess that, that's just like a Lester, Lester writ large. People were sort of waiting for that to tail off. We're not, yeah, I'm not casting any aspersions on particular players, but Ooh, it, it was you won't like name a, names. I, I won't, but it, it's true. <laughs> it was, it was the first half of the season was everybody sort of waiting for, for certain balloons to deflate. Yeah. And, and they never did. But, but well, now uh, the Agalo balloon is now like on the ground and people are like walking <laughs> over it. It's like, uh, or, or it's like parade. one of those like foil mylar balloons <laughs> that's stuck up in a tree somewhere. <laughs> Poor Agalo. Do you see he got subbed at the 45 minute mark? Yeah. Yeah. That was, that's sad. <laughs> it is. It is sad, especially when you're me praying for Watford to even, even put a shot on goal. I would actually uh, against love, Arsenal and, and and take that clean sheet away from you. I would actually love, and we'll we'll get into the double game weeks in a moment. But I, I would actually love for um, Agallo to to come back into form because it'd be really fun to have a like a, a cheap differential um, striker uh, going into these double game weeks because Watford they actually they have two double game weeks coming up and they're both actually pretty good double game weeks. And I, I actually don't think you can really take a chance on them right now. Um, no. Because their form is so bad. I mean, offensively or defensively. Uh, but you they're know, on the beach, as you, as they say. Yeah, they are a little bit. Okay, so but, let's before we get into this, Brandon. Let's get into um, let's get into the Hail Cheater Super League. Yeah, let's do it. I mean, it is the it's the most Super League around. <laughs> We've got some new entrants into the top ten this week. We do. And I think it, we have two new entrants. Does that, yeah. does that sound right to you? Yeah, I think so. I think I'm looking. I'm scanning the names, and I see two that I immediately don't recognize. So uh, let's let's go right through it. Gear Meld, Isle of Nubumbu in first, holding on, holding on, pretty strong. It's 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 bunched up at the top, but he has a seven point lead on uh, Muhammad Al Kiasi. Uh, the Kolarov goal was the difference in that match. Yeah, or in that head to head. Just uh, like old time. It's not really head to head though. Yeah, I, I doubt that. I doubt Muhammad Al Kiasi and Gear Meld know each other. But it'd be cool if they did. <laughs> It'd be cool if those guys were like just like best of friends, and they're like, "How cool is this? We're the, we're the best friends in the world, and we're also in first and second place." Are you suggesting that there's collusion at the top of the Hail Cheaters Super League? Because that is a very controversial thing to say. Can, how would you even collude? Like, I, I think if you and I tried to collude, it would it would not work. Like, no, no, it wouldn't. You're right, yeah. it wouldn't. So long uh, as I got a uh, whole control of the immunity idol, maybe we could make it work. <laughs> so Gear Meld and his, his closest friend, Mohamed al here in second place. Uh, Owen O'Keefe is in third place. Uh, Adrian Magnuson, who is, I, I believe, a new entry into the top ten, because that name is just not ringing a bell for me at all. Well, I don't know. But Adrian here, he comes in with 92 points. So it may be that Adrian was just hovering in the, like, 25-place range. And with a big 92, I mean, he's the highest scorer on, you know, either side of him by by almost 30 points. Yeah, that's that. Yeah, that's true. Um, so whoever yeah. you are, Adrian, you had a you had a great week. Good for you. <laughs> yeah, and if you've been in the top ten all year, and we're just forgetting, uh, apologies for that as well. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's been a couple weeks since we last podcast. We're a little, you know, we're we're kind of rounding ourselves back into form here. We're not quite, in, you know, we're not we're not we're, we're not fully fit yet. No, no, we're not. Tit- we'd have a we'd have a form. we'd have a yellow flag that says fitness next to our names. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm Peter Check massaging his calf muscle before that Watford game. <laughs> uh, Melvin United, Melvin Bambazi is in fifth. 
Uh, Kaiser Berslotten, Leith Kassab is in Well sixth. done. Nice pronunciation. Yeah, I worked on that one. Uh, Gam Chester United, Graham McDonald uh, in seventh, who I believe has a question um, on the uh, question for us later. Uh, Stone Cold Stunners, Mark Johnson is in eighth. Uh, Dare to Zlatan, Chris Morin is in ninth. And Gutfeel, Ron Kane, a new entrant in the top ten, Gutfeel, uh, is in tenth. Racked up 88 points this week, did Ron Kane. I love that name, Ron Kane. He sounds like he should be uh, be like a professional heavyweight boxer or something like that. Ron Kane. Yeah. Or a character on uh, Parks and Rec. Yeah, Ron Kane. Like Ron, I like it. Ron Swanson, yeah. So, congrats to all the people in the top ten. I have been shooting up. So, I have been moving up the ranks in the Hail Shooter Super League, but it is it is slow going. It I is mean, very slow going. I think I've moved up maybe three places in the last, uh, <laughs> like, two months. I think I've moved up. I mean, I've moved up like a whole page. I think, uh-huh. uh, but that still puts me in the two hundreds. I mean, it's it's not a it's not my finest showing. I'll say that much. <laughs> <laughs> I finally cracked the top one hundred ninety this week. So, oh, nice, nice. Hey, uh, and a quick, that's, quick. That's, that's that's like when you celebrated when you got in the top ten thousand in the U.S. <laughs> yeah, I was just going to give a quick update to all of our American listeners. <laughs> uh, I'm now sitting five thousand nine hundred and thirty sixth place in the United States. All right, that's that's not bad. I mean that's that's like that's that's like I mean I still wouldn't brag about that. I think I think <laughs> you got to get in the top. I mean I finished in the top 100 in the U.S. last year, so like you got to get in the top like you got to get in the top thousand at least. Before you hey man, I, I didn't think you were going to get very serious about it. I'm just trying to I'm just trying to have a laugh. Mm-hmm. That's what they always say. <laughs> and then you're always like, well, top 100, no big deal. <laughs> were you? Were you? It's never good you, enough. <laughs> Were you brushing the dust off your shoulders when you said that? <laughs> yeah, I was. Just shake it off. Uh, all right, Brandon, let's get right into it. So we're going we're gonna to do a slightly different uh, format this week. I mean, the, the thing is, you've got this crazy um, series of events that are about to happen. Um, they got a little bit crazier, actually, when um, when uh, Everton and uh, Crystal Palace uh, picked up a double game week in thir- game week 33. So you got... You have three double game weeks in the next uh, five weeks, and you have um, you have these these chips that no one's ever used before. You have uh, you know wild cards that uh, most people have never had this late in the season. Uh, you can't use the chips in the wild card in the same week. Yeah. You know, you, you can't, it's, it's unclear when you should triple captain, when you should all out attack. There's just a lot of different questions to uh, to debate, and so I, it's, we're going to get right into it. But what we're going to do is. We're gonna we're gonna debate the the key questions from that sort of rose out of game week thirty two and how they um you know like sort of like what they what they tell us about the weeks to come uh, and then after that we'll get into uh, questions from Facebook and Twitter uh, most of which are about uh, game week strategy and, and and chips and options and things like that so um, you know Josh I, Josh I have, I, have, I have studied the most complex you know <laughs> uh huh. Yes. This is the this is the most complicated thing I have, I have ever tried to grapple with. The, I, I I agree, and I, I I do like it. I, I I'm actually I'm a, I'm slightly worried that a a template is start is starting to take shape, uh, which which I I don't I really don't want to happen. I think uh this is now is not the time for a template. This is well, see, like, po- podcasts like ours and the countless message boards and forums are really the only way to get through this nine nine month long season. That camaraderie <laughs> or bouncing ideas off one another, right? But they all <laughs> we're also contributing to these templates because everyone out there has these great ideas, and you're like, oh, cool, I'll I'll do that too because <laughs> yeah, that, that makes perfect sense. 
This is uh, true. Just imagine if we were all setting our teams in a vacuum, would they all still look as, as similar as they do now? Uh, they they might. They they yeah. might. It's hard to say. Um, and sometimes what seems like a template really isn't. I mean, I, I remember when I, when I brought in Gilfie Sigurdsson maybe – uh, four weeks ago or so, um, I, I sort of like threw up my hands, like, "Oh, sure, I'm going to bring in Gilfie." You know, he's I'm bringing in the template midfielder, uh, and then you look at he's owned by like 2.3 percent of managers. You know, and it's just like you you happen to see three people on Facebook or Twitter that were talking about him, and you're like, "Oh, everybody's got him." You know, yeah, so that, that is true. Yeah, I, I do think there. As, as we'll get as we'll get into sort of talk about this, I you know, in both of us are wildcarding right now. There are certain players that it's, it's just very hard not to. Not to have them on your team, uh, especially when they're cheap. Like I think the the player that comes to mind immediately is uh, Joel Robles, the mm-hmm. um, the goalkeeper for Everton. Uh, you know, four point five million keeper, uh, three double game weeks coming up in the next uh, six weeks. Um, it's just hard to get that kind of value, and so I, I feel like he's going to show up on most people's teams because it's just such an obvious fit. Obvious is putting it a little a little. Uh, strong, I think. Not, not obvious, but obvious when you start to put your team together, you know. Yeah, you, right. Uh, so, okay, let's let's get right into it. Okay, so we've got five questions that came okay. out of game week thirty-two. All right. Okay. The, fir- the first question is: uh, it's actually a, it's a Liverpool question. Um, I'm saying this like I didn't write these questions. By the way, I did write these <laughs> questions. Uh, the I was going to ask you, where do these questions come from? So Liverpool uh, has an interesting run of fixtures coming up. Uh, they. Maybe they may not have the best double game weeks, but they they do have two of them, and they have arguably the best game week thirty five, which is a home match to Newcastle. So, I think um, a lot of people are looking at Newcastle for or Liverpool for at least to have at least bring at least one Liverpool player, if not two. And I think I, I may only end up with one Liverpool player because um, I just don't trust that defense at all, and I'm not sure that there's room in my midfield and forward lines for for two Liverpool players. Right. Uh, so the question is, if you bring in one Liverpool player. Do you bring in Coutinho or do you risk Firmino? I guess I'm framing this as a question to you, Brandon. Yeah, well, um, the way I'm the way I'm approaching that, uh, just my own, I'm in my active wild card right now. Mm-hmm. I am choosing to sort of leave room in my midfield budget. Like I'll, I'll have a placeholder player that I would play in game week 33. Based on game week 33, I'll make a game time decision for game week 34. That and a Liverpool Liverpool midfielder could be my transfer uh, okay. going into game week 34. So I'm, okay. I'm kind of like I'm kind of like waiting, you're, waiting to see. Okay, gotcha. You're waiting to see. I mean, because, because my all- concern, like like you, is 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 the Firmino injury going to prevent him from getting valuable minutes in that double game week? Right. And of course, will Coutinho uh, get a red card as he's wanting to do? <laughs> yeah, and is and is it over for Coutinho now too? I mean, he sort of famously has these these three game stretches where um, where he's fantastic, and then he disappears for you know ten weeks. Yeah, and uh, he has he's had two good games in a row, so he's kind of due for one more game, and then he's going to fall off again. And yeah. as as someone who captained Coutinho in a double game week last season, uh, an unsuccessful captaincy, uh, I am definitely like it's still it's still like in the back of my mind a little bit. Like Coutinho <laughs> Coutinho can really let you down. Um, I mean, he's just he's such a, he's a strange player, you know. I mean, it's he's so um, 
he just drifts in and out of matches a little bit. I mean, I guess you could say the same thing about Firmino. At least, yeah. at least you could for the first half of the season. I think uh, Liverpool is tricky for these double game weeks, too, and that usually in a double game week, one of the most valued assets would be uh, like a locked-in defender. Yeah. Maybe you're going to get a couple clean sheets. Of course, we know Liverpool has a terrible defense. Right. And there is a little bit of rotation and injury happening in that back line as well. And then the other marquee player i think for liverpool attacking is daniel sturridge and uh there are also so many other strikers like great double game week strikers to choose from and with so many matches coming up for liverpool you don't know if sturridge is going to get injured or get rotated he's so risky but he you know, could. It's, it's it's interesting you say that because I actually don't think there are a lot of great double game week strikers. I think that the double game week players uh, outside of Lukaku, maybe uh, the double game week players in general that I'm looking at the captain are, are, are almost all midfielders. Oh, OK. All right. Fair play. Get into that in a, in a minute here. Yeah. Uh, so I, th- I think it is important to remember that um, you don't like you don't have to stop making transfers once you do your wild card. So you wildcard yeah. for game week 33 and you're going to actually get four more. So like, let's say you wildcard into game week 33 and you're playing a triple captain in game week 34. You have four weeks or four, four different transfers uh, that you can make before game week 37. Yeah. So, uh, so I, you know, I think one, one thing that's it's important to keep in mind, or at least like it's something to solve in your head before you make your, as you're sort of playing your wildcard is, are you going to triple captain in game week 34? Are you going to uh, play your bench boost? And if you are planning to uh, triple captain, then you don't need a team full of double game week players because right. you're going to have four game weeks leading up into game week 37 where you can load up on all these players. Right. So you can just put together the best team you know, for the double game week. I mean, you're, you can still have 11 double game week players if you want, but it doesn't have to be the full you know, bench worth. Right. Um, especially because a lot of teams don't have uh, game week 35s. Yeah. So um, – so it's just it is a little tricky, I think, and I think there's a lot of um, a lot of considerations that have to be made. I, I'm, I'm definitely leaning towards a game week 34 triple captain, but uh, we'll get into that in a, in a moment. Yeah, the the last thing to consider for me about the Liverpool Coutinho Firmino conundrum is their game against Dortmund in the Europa League this Thursday, and uh, you know we may not know more after that, but. You know, maybe every player on Liverpool will come up injured uh, after that game, and then that'll solve that problem for us. <laughs> yeah, that, that, that would make things a little bit easier. They're not playing for anything in the Premier League anyway. Uh, okay, so okay, my feeling is, uh, I, I just to, to put a button on this. Uh, I really would like to risk Firmino. I, I want to bring in Firmino. Um, he's someone I would consider triple captaining. Um, but I guess I just need to know that he's going to start. So, you know, like you, I mean, I think it's still, uh, it's still up in the air and hopefully we'll know more. I mean, if he plays at Dortmund, then I'm, I'm definitely feeling good about, about bringing him in. Right. And you would, tr- you're looking at triple captain. If you would, that would be more for game week 34 as opposed to 37. Yeah. I'm leaning towards game week 34, triple captain, game week 37, uh, all out attack or, yeah, or bench. Okay. Yeah. okay. All right. All right. Okay, so uh, second question, uh, and this this one's uh, not as this is more of a, a small question. Um, mm-hmm. Alex Awobi, uh four point five million in consecutive eight point game weeks. Is he worth a look? I I I like the value there, and that's sort of a you're, we're we're all looking f- uh, for double game week players that can slot in and fill a budget position. And Arsenal definitely you need to have three Arsenal players. Going into game week 34, because, you know, they play in game week 35, they've got a really enticing double. 
But my issue with Awobi is, I mean, beyond the fact that he probably isn't, at least in our minds, nailed on, is you've got Alexis Sanchez, who's probably a must-have, and Arsenal defense seems like a no-brainer to double up on going into these doubles. Yeah, I mean, that, that's... that's so, the, so I've that's, almost taken Awobi out of the equation just on that basis. Yeah, I mean, the question is, I, I think you could construct a team that has uh, Ozil and, and Sanchez. I think that's that's a possible uh, option. Sure. Um, yeah, that, it's, it's it's very tricky. And, uh, and and part of it, too, is, you know, I, we, we were G-chatting about this earlier today. Uh, it would just be so much easier if I just got rid of Aguero. If I, if I just... If I just bite the bullet and get rid of Aguero, I would have so yeah. much money. I mean, I, all right. of these tricky decisions would be so much easier. <laughs> yeah, this, it's a thorn in everyone's side right now, I assume. And if uh, and we were also talking about this on GChat, but if Aguero doesn't have the double in Game Wing 34, everyone's dropping him uh, immediately, like in a heartbeat. He's gone. Absolutely. And, and, and even the double is kind of a... It's it's an okay double. I mean, it's right. not it's not great. I mean, I, I know that I know that it's a way to Newcastle in one of those matches, but you know, Newcastle have a ton to play for right now, and uh, and that match away to Chelsea is not a good match for him at all. I mean, I, I wouldn't be surprised if uh, Chelsea kept a clean sheet in that match. Right, as City's away form has been the bane of their existence this season, and that's where they have lost all their points. So I I would subscribe to that theory. Yeah, I mean, it would be incredibly nerve-wracking to go into a double game week without Sergio Aguero. Yeah. Uh, but it's I, I may end up doing it. I mean, it's I, I don't have that much to lose, really, as, as part of it. You know, I mean, it's, I don't know. So we'll we'll see. It's kind of a, that's kind of a tricky one. So I, I, I think I'm kind of with you on a Wobi. My current wildcard team actually does have two Arsenal defenders. Mm-hmm. Um, but if it, if it comes to pass that I, you know, that I want to, you know, take a risk on a Liverpool defender or something like that, and I, I have an extra spot. Um, I, I currently have Anders Lindgaard in my team, uh, and he's four point two million. Yeah, and I think I'd have enough money that I could I can move Lindgaard into um, a Wobi. And yeah. uh, I mean, that would be my preference. But it's just it's not clear if he's going to start every match either. I mean, um, you know, scoring two consecutive matches, I think he's probably nailed on for at least a couple matches. Right. Uh, but at some point, you know, Theo Walcott's going to be he's going to get in. You know, and in a double game week would be the perfect time to start Walcott in one match and Wobi in the other. Yeah, I agree. And Arsenal, I think they're just a team not to mess around with in your team right now because that's where so many points I predict will come from in these yep. doubles. Okay, question number three, three of five. Uh, how many, if any, Spurs and Leicester players will you hold? And it's actually a question we got from Scott Gill, too. He said, uh, is it time to get rid of Spurs and Leicester players now? And also, any keepers you recommend, given all the injuries? Uh, we're going to ignore his second question. Uh, <laughs> just concentrate on the first. Um, I am planning to hold probably two two players total between Spurs and Leicester. Okay. Uh, I'm planning to hold Kane, at least for the time being, yeah. and and Schmeichel. And the thing about Schmeichel is, I, I, if I, I think I'm just going to throw, I'm just going to commit myself to Robles as my as my double game week keeper and just start him in all those double game weeks. Uh, and then Schmeichel has a great uh, game week 35, uh, where he is. Um, uh, they're, 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 they host uh, Swansea at home, and uh, I think it's an excellent chance of a clean sheet there. So um, I don't know. That's kind of where I, that's where I'm leaning right now. Is, is hold on to Schmeichel? Yeah, uh, uh, I'm a little. I'm I'm similar. Uh, I'm still stuck on Mares because Mares being the MVP of the oh, season. Oh right. Oh sorry. Yeah, and and Mara, I, I'm sorry. So I guess I'm actually keeping three because I'm planning to keep Mares too. Yeah, Mares is just such like a no brainer at this point. That's why how you forgot him. 
I mean, people lose their minds over double game weeks, and there are a lot of times where you bring in a guy for double game week, and you know, in both matches, uh, the other team scores a goal, and they don't do anything, and they get four points. Right. You know, and Mara's is capable of scoring anywhere between ten and fifteen points in every single match, I mean, right. regardless of the opponent. So, um, and he, and also, he's such great value. I mean, to sell him, I would be losing so much money. Yeah. I mean, I'd lose over a million in team value. Yeah. Yeah, I'm in the same boat as you. Uh, Deli Ali and Eric Dyer did not survive my initial wild card. They're both out, so I'm just left with Harry Kane. And Harry Kane is, um, he's what about not. Luffy? Okay, so yeah, so then if you look at Lester, uh, Somebody had to go for Lukaku, right? Like it's a Lukaku bonanza going into game week thirty-three. Who can yeah. who can get Lukaku fast enough before yeah. he shoots up to fourteen million? Right. So, right. so uh so ultimately Vardy just has to take the hit. Though you have to really like how Vardy's chances of getting some points against Sunderland going into game week thirty-three. I know. And and could Lukaku have looked any worse in that match? Well, uh, I wait a minute. Uh, he, he just did he just didn't touch the ball ever. Yeah. The yeah. that Everton team looked so ragged. I mean Jaggy Elka was there had had the yeah, he almost majority of his shots. <laughs> but yeah, now I'm with you. Uh Houthi and Mares look like they're gonna be safe. And Kane, he he's he's just expensive enough where you start to daydream about what you could do mm-hmm. if you dropped him. And Spurs, they play in game week thirty five, which is so clutch. You've got you can't forget about yeah. um, it, what it, players you're gonna have. Home to West Brom too, which is a great fixture for Kane. Yeah. But but uh they're there are other fixtures. They they just have tough fixtures coming up where you could see other strikers coming in and doing yeah. doing. But I mean, you just you just look at his recent results. I mean, you know, thirteen points, uh, sixteen points, eight points. Uh, you know, couple, go back a couple more weeks and he has a thirteen point match and a ten you know, a ten point game. Um, I mean, just consistent double figure hauls from Kane, and uh, yeah, this is exactly I mean, what I was going to say. He is, yeah, he's the most informed striker in the yeah. in the league. Exactly. Like your dream would be to bring in a striker who gets 13 points or 16 points over two game weeks. Yeah. You know, I mean, so he'll score, I mean, obviously, he'll score a hat trick against United if he wants to. Exactly. Exactly. So, um, yeah, so I, I'm, I'm leaning towards Kane right now. I could see a situation where I end up dropping Kane. Um, and I actually still have Ellie on my wildcard team for some reason, but I, I do. I don't think he's going to make it all the way to Saturday. Yeah, I mean, speaking of people who are absent, uh, if you're looking at that Liverpool game, Deli Ali uh, did not impress any. Well, he did not make an impression. I couldn't believe he didn't get a yellow card. <laughs> yeah, he's got up <laughs> to his own own villainous tricks. Yeah. Uh, all right, that brings us to question four: What to do with uh, Sergio Aguero, comma Man City players in general? Uh, I mean, this. This to me is the most aggravating question because. See, I know these are good questions, by the way, because every time I ask you one, you say "ugh." Immediately. <laughs> I just, I, I don't want to, I don't want to face any of these questions because they're so goddamn difficult. <laughs> so, uh, David Silva finally gets an assist for me against Bournemouth, and Great of course, assist. yeah, fantastic assist. I mean, one and of, of the course, best assists, uh, one of the best assists of the year, I would say. I mean, it was yeah. so perfect. Yeah, a nice little pirouette, one touch, right, like inch perfect to KDB. And with KDB back in the squad, um, of course, Silva is going to benefit from that. And Man City is a game week 35 team. So they've got a double on 34 and then they play in 35. So that's fantastic. That's exactly what you want. 
But then I'm sizing up David Silva in my midfield and for what I think I'm probably going to get from him for how much he costs. Mm -hmm. And, of course, like, it's all hitting at once. The wild cards, the double game weeks, and then, of course, all of these big midfield players, all these really expensive guys start coming into form. I know. Like, thanks a lot, Sanchez. Yeah. For Kevin De Bruyne. (laughs) Yeah. So I just don't know how. I mean, my wish list is so big from the Coutinho's and Firmino's to the Sanchez's and and Ozil's to KDB and all this. So right now it's it's looking like I can only afford to have one Manchester City attacking player. So is it going to be a KDB or a Silva or is it going to be Aguero? Yeah, I so my situation is is similar. Um I it's tempting to bring in KDB, uh although, you know, still coming back from an injury and he you know, he didn't play the full 90, which I didn't which would didn't surprise me because they have a Champions League fixture uh this week. I think um I mean, it's it's possible that I actually just don't have a Man City player uh, going coming out of my wild card. Right. Um, I mean, I, I still have Aguero on my team right now, and part of it is uh, he's picked up a lot of value since I since I've had him on my team, and so I don't want to just rush rush off and drop him uh, because you know. So if I like change my mind, I want to bring him back in. I've lost you know like point four million in value or something like that. So um, I just it's just a it's a very tricky decision because if you if you if you turn. Sergio Aguero into like someone like Danny Welbeck, maybe, or um, I mean, I guess if you want to take a huge risk, you know, Gallo, um, and you know, or I don't even just like another striker, you know, I mean, right. you could look at you know, um, oh, gotta get that Rondon. I mean, how even even if you turned him into Daniel Sturridge and took a, like a, a kind of mild risk, yeah, well, uh, I, I, you pick I'm up three million at, more. Anthony Martial, I think, is also looking good with these really exquisite home matches for Manchester United. That's a great point. Uh, I hadn't really thought about Martial, to be honest. That is a really that is that is very tempting. Yeah, I know there are there is a lot of discussion and anxiety about what the United rotation is going to look like now that Wayne Rooney is healthy. Well, so he, it, yeah, how healthy is he? I mean, he didn't even make the eighteen for for this match. Well, I think he hasn't eaten a bacon double cheeseburger in a couple of weeks. <laughs> he did. He did not look quite as rune piggy as he sometimes does. <laughs> <laughs> did you see him in the stands? He he was wearing his, his classic Manchester United suit, and he's sitting next to some Russell Brand wannabe wearing no, a was, jacket. No, I think it was I think it was Skrillex that he was sitting oh. next to. <laughs> <laughs> what what a wonderful friend group Wayne Rooney must have. <laughs> So I am leaning towards towards dropping uh, towards dropping Aguero. I mean, this whole season has been like a referendum on what to do about Aguero. I mean, it's, it's the most boring conversation. It's the great pumpkin conversation. It, it is, and I, I just I think I'm going to go without Aguero, and um, like we'll see if I actually have the guts to to, to drop him because it, it's a huge decision. It is. I mean, it, it, and that's and that is then the the other part of that theme this season is it's it's all fear with Aguero this season. I know, and, and, I just, and I, one week hate, of return, major returns. I hate playing that way, you know. It's yeah. just, yeah. So you have I mean, to be of, like our our good friend Ron Kane and go with your gut feel. <laughs> there you go. Uh, all right, final question, and um, yeah, the the question is, and we actually have a couple, like, three different people who asked us this question. Uh, so the question is, how many Everton Crystal Palace players are you picking up in game week thirty uh, three? Matthew Greco, uh, get noise on Twitter. Uh, mm-hmm. Says I'm all in on Palace this week. Hennessy, Delaney, and Balassi. Why not? And then there's two question marks, two exclamation points. Uh, yes. It's time to have some fun. 
Uh, Agreed, I like it, man. Agreed. Yeah. I, if there's only other, only one way to answer that question, I'd be like, yes, it is time to have some fun. It's like Get that nuts. time. It's like that time when you and I went to Benny's Burritos. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Classic story. Now, I, I, I'll, I'll tell the short version. We basically went to some some really no character Mexican restaurant in New York City, and it was in <laughs> we the tr- middle we were of the day. Trying to go to a fancier restaurant, we couldn't get into it. <laughs> so here we are. We're just getting like free chips and salsa and a couple margaritas, and the waiter comes over to us and he says, "Hey, are you guys having fun?" And we just looked at each other and we we agreed. Yeah, we were having a great time. <laughs> but the thing is, we answered at the same time with the most earnest. It was like you never do this in a New York restaurant. You're like everything is always so cool. You know, everything yeah. is very. Yeah, you never like. Well, those were like, yeah, yes, we are. <laughs> <laughs> so so yeah, I think I think Matthew, you need to play like you're eating lunch at Benny's Burritos. <laughs> yeah, you need to just, have some fun. Yeah, you've got to yeah play like you're yeah. It's like was it like love like you've never been hurt. Play <laughs> play play fantasy like you're eating at Benny's Burritos. <laughs> All right, who who else asked us about about this Everton Crystal Palace conundrum? All right, Graham McDonald uh, said, "Are there any Palace players worth getting in?" Uh, and then uh, Richard Orford uh, had a very nice uh, tweet to us. He says, "Hey guys, love the pod." Uh, question: Am I insane for bringing in three Crystal Palace players and three Everton players uh, on my wild card for their double in game week thirty-three? Uh, should add, I'd then be dropping two Crystal Palace players on the bench for game week thirty-four. Uh, the, his current six is Lukaku, uh, Lennon, Jagielka, Dan, Balassi, and Kabai. So, okay. So to get back to the original question, uh, game week thirty-three, the only double game week, uh, kind of a unique opportunity to. You know, because everyone's wild carding, so it's this great. It's it's like it's very tempting to just pick up six players, you know. Yeah, and just, and just really go for it. Uh, but I think there are some. There's there, well, there's a lot to consider here. I think uh, the biggest thing to consider is the form of Crystal Palace. I mean, whether <laughs> whether whether there's really anybody you can you can pick up on that team. I mean, it's, I was really, it's really rough. It's really rough. Yeah, like uh, at one side of the coin, you say Matthew, have some fun, do it. The other side, I say Richard, yes, you're insane. You're totally insane. <laughs> I think four is the right is the right level. I think three Everton players and one Crystal Palace player is what I'm comfortable with. Yeah, and even so, looking at how Everton has performed, uh, granted against two pretty strong informed teams, Arsenal and United, in their last two game weeks, they've not looked very good at all. I'm feeling a little uncomfortable having three Everton players, but but that that said, the value that you're going to get. From Everton over the next two weeks, it's every, you know like Harry Kane's playing two games for four games uh, for every Everton player, so it's 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 almost down to a math problem with that. I don't even think I understood what you just said there. <laughs> I would. <laughs> uh, okay, so you take take three Everton players, uh, okay. and over the course of the next two game weeks, they'll have four four games, right? So, so my current wildcard team has Robles, Jagielka, and Lukaku. Yeah, uh, I have the great benefit of sitting on a one Wayne Hennessy, a uh, right. worthless, a completely worthless fantasy asset. <laughs> um, but here he is, uh, loaded, locked and loaded for game week thirty three, and. I'll tell you what, if I wasn't wildcarding right now, um, I'm pretty sure I'd be playing my triple captain with Lukaku going into week 33. So, um, I mean, I, I think yeah. a, a few other people have floated that. and um, This is this is really, I mean, yeah, the, the, the keeper thing is really tricky because 
there's every reason to think that uh, the Crystal Palace will concede goals in, in both their matches. They they host Norwich and they host Everton. I mean, I you know, I mean Norwich. Well, Norwich are actually in pretty good form at the moment. Uh, I mean, our boy Mubakani is uh, a scoring machine right now. <laughs> that, I mean, that, and that goal was a goal worthy of always cheating. Absolutely, what a what a total legend Mubakani is. I love that is. we. I know. I mean, like, I, I can't imagine what happened if Poku ever did anything good for NYCFC, <laughs> because when Mubakani does anything good, it's like everyone who follows us on Twitter like loves it. Like we get like so many. I love it. I love it too. Hey, you know, yeah. I live for good. If anybody stuff. loves it, it's us. <laughs> well, I, 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 I don't think. Well, hopefully Norwich doesn't go down. If you're a Norwich fan, but if they go down, uh, Alex Neal is to blame for not playing Mobakani over Cameron and Jerome until now. I know. I mean, five, five goals in the season for Mobakani, and it should have been. It should be fifty, really. He should he should have ten times the number of goals he scores. He's also a scorer of great goals, like that goal this weekend, his back heel goal like a month ago. He should yeah. have won he should have won the golden boot twice this year. <laughs> twice over. <laughs> twice over, exactly. Uh, yeah, he, so, should, he should have he should have scored fifty goals, given twenty five goals to charity, and he still would have won the, the golden boot this year. <laughs> it's incredible. So I, I so I'm planning to have uh, I'm 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 really I'm, I'm thinking about just going all in and, and and going with the two defender Everton, which is insane by the way because Everton's defense has been <laughs> yeah. has been no shakes. I mean, you know, I'm looking at Jag Yelka right now. It's one point one point two points in the last uh, yeah the last but, few games. But but the like I was saying with the number of fixtures and Jags, he's he's I think he's their captain. He's he's locked on. He's he he their captain. He's that's why I have him because he's, he's he locked will in as play captain. all of those games. And even if they get, even if he gets one pointers, that's still a, a, a four point hole. That's more than you got from Ashley Williams this past weekend. All right. So Crystal Palace, gun to your head. You have to pick one player, and you can't pick the defender. You, you can't you can't pick any of the any of their their famous goal scoring defenders, or you can't pick uh, Hennessy. You got to pick a midfielder or a forward. Who do you pick? I suppose it's Belasi. I mean, he's the one with the most potential. And, you know, we remember his his really streaky form from last season. But when he was on, he was going to get you a hat trick. Yeah, it's yeah. I mean, and and Crystal Palace at home. Norwich, of course, is is in form and they're this is going to be a really hotly contested match. And I wonder if it's such a relegation scrap that it's going to be a more open game and a more free scoring game. Which Let me ask you this: favor Brandon. the defenders. What, okay. what do you what what game week do you think uh, Johan Gabay last scored a goal? You said to pick to guess. Uh, I would guess game week thirteen. Game week sixteen. Oh, okay. uh, <laughs> I was underselling the poor man. Uh, what game week do you think he last had an assist? Uh, last had an assist, Johan Kabab. 32 weeks into the season. Okay. Uh, how about game week eight? Game week eight it is. Did you <laughs> yeah, look that up? Nice. Wow. Nice no, game. I didn't. That was, that was <laughs> off the dome, man. First of all, how does someone like Johan Kabai go 24 weeks without a, without an assist? Well, and I know he's, co- he's, had he's coached by that's, one of the biggest insane. losers in the entire league. <laughs> I suppose you're right. Uh, just, to, just to come out there and say it. So the thing is, there is a bit of a there's there's a bit of an Alan Pardew arc over the years. You know, he kind of, um, you know, he starts really strong, and then he has this kind of Arsene Wenger type swoon for about you know, I don't know, twenty weeks or so, and then like right when they're about to get relegated or it looks like all is lost, he kind of writes the ship. 
you know, yeah. and they win like three or four, you know, right right down the stretch. So maybe maybe we're in that moment and that writing the ship moment, you know. And I, I mean, I could see, you know, I mean, the midfielders are so cheap that you know you could take a risk in any one of them. I mean, and and it's not going to like upend your team, you know. I mean, you could you could bring yeah. in someone like. You know, will I mean? I guess I wouldn't bring in Zaha because he's not a guaranteed starter. But um, I mean, Kabai, assuming he's assuming he's healthy, he didn't actually play last game week. Um, Dwight Gale, Dwight Gale came in as a sub, right? Yeah, he well, yeah, he did. He did come in as a sub. I mean, he scored, so he probably will start the next match. Yeah. Um, but it's a, uh, you know, he's a forward, and it's just it's harder to find a it's harder to find room in your forward line. Um, if you if you were if you were coded as a midfielder, I think he'd be kind of tempting. Um, so, I mean, punching maybe, you know, he did play the full 90. It's just, it's just tough. I mean, they are home to Norwich too. So it's, I yeah. think, I think bringing in one, um, one Crystal Palace defender is the way to go. I mean, I, yeah. you know, you have Hennessy already. I'm thinking, you know, I have Daniel Delaney in my team right now. Yeah, I love, I love, Damian, I love him. Damian Delaney. I, <laughs> I, I always think of uh, the American actress Dana Delaney whenever uh, somebody <laughs> says his name. Uh, yeah, I think that's why I said Daniel, actually. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You're thinking of Dana Delaney. <laughs> uh, okay, so let's, uh, I don't know if we've really answered any of these questions, but at least we've. <laughs> I, well, I, mean, I, I guess my, my last thought is that that Norwich game that Crystal Palace is hosting Norwich is enough of a question mark. Uh, in a positive way for Crystal Palace, that that I would say it's worth a punt. Yeah, I think I think you're right. I mean, the whole the, the whole point of all these questions that they're all they're all tough questions. Uh, you just have to, you know, there's, there's there are no guarantees. Yeah, you're you're seeing that. you're seeing a lot of decision fatigue. I think out there on the forums where I've, I'm starting to see comments of people just saying like, you know what, there is no right answer. I think that's part of it, but I I wonder sometimes when people bring up the template, I think. I think sometimes people want the template because of this decision fatigue. You're like, oh, just like, just someone let me know who I'm supposed yeah, to bring in. Because like, for I God's have, sake, I have me. a life. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I'm planning a wedding. Damn it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Josh. So uh, we answered some very difficult, difficult questions there that you yourself came up with, <laughs> with with the help of some of our listeners. But well, let's just jump into uh, other questions we got from our listeners on Twitter and Facebook. Um, and of course, you know you can keep the conversation going with us on Twitter if you hit us up at Hail Cheaters, or our Facebook page is uh, always cheating. So the first question, which um, I just saw this like five minutes before we started podcasting, so let's see see if I can read it correctly. It's it's fantastic. It's from Mark Johnson. He says, "What are your thoughts on the way to use your wild card?" Are you looking for a complete set of shiny new Force Awakens Star Wars action figures? Or will you keep your Empire Strikes Back Han Solo and Princess Leia from Return of the Jedi? I can only assume Mark is talking about the gold bikini. Uh, <laughs> but replace some of the old broken down Ewoks with Ray, Finn, Kylo Ren, Poe Dameron, and company to make playtime more exciting for the next few weeks. Okay. Uh... <laughs> He, Mark, Mark's, Mark's definitely speaking my language. Uh, I grew up with these action figures and and, yeah, and the mixing I, and matching. There, I was in. more of a GI Joe guy, but I I, I catch his drift. Uh, <laughs> that actually explains a lot about our relationship. <laughs> it does. I, it does. Truthfully, that's why you still play video games, and I'm a I'm a, a four star general. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, Joe. <laughs> so I think. Uh, it is. It is a little tricky. I think uh, the player that I'm. I mean, you could almost say, are you know, 
if you if you remove the logic from it, are there you know part of it is are, are there any players you're kind of sentimental about keeping? Yeah. Uh, I'm a little sentimental about Mares, um, although it's it's sentiment it's sentiment and and rationality. I mean, I think uh, there's as we said earlier in the podcast, there's just a reason to have Mares because he's he's so he actually had a pretty poor game week uh, at Southampton, one of the worst games of the season, I think. Um, but in general, I mean, he's always capable of scoring, and if he scores, he typically picks up bonus points. Uh, so. You know he's the he's the one player that I'm definitely planning to hold on to. Um, I'm 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 a little you know Schmeichel is the only guy I've had the whole year, yeah. and so I'm a little sentimental about getting rid of him. I have to say, right? Uh, not so sentimental that I won't drop him if I find a better player to bring in. Um, but just you know I've been writing these these Lester clean sheets for you know four or five weeks in a row, however long it's been. All these one nothing games, um, and uh, you know you can't discount that. I mean because um, you know, you can bring in a goalkeeper for these double game weeks, and they concede one goal in both matches, and they pick up four points. Yeah. You know, I mean, maybe they and they only get you know, let's say they get two saves in each match, like that's it. You know, they're four points. You better off just holding down to Schmeichel and trying to get a clean sheet in their one in their one match. <laughs> I will extend the uh, Mark's metaphor a little farther here, and and say if somebody told you when you were a kid. All you have to do is get rid of your current set of action figures and you can go have a shopping spree and get as many toys as you want from the <laughs> local store. I, yeah. I think most of us would just the sheer joy of just going into the store and being able to pick whatever you want. Yeah, um, it's true. And, and But then now when you put it pra- that way. Yes. <laughs> but you have to be practical because like, because you have a budget. You can't actually buy any FPL player you want. And I almost feel like I, I have to go into my wild card with no sentimentality whatsoever because then that will prohibit me from affording um, the players I'm going to need going into these double gaming. So I'm, I'm definitely airing more on the Force Awakens side of this argument. By the way, have you read – there's a story on the, the website, the AV Club, uh, about – Profiling all of these people who, like in the '90s, went on these Nickelodeon uh, shopping sprees. Uh, where no, that sounds amazing. It, it was amazing. So the, you know, in in America, when you're a kid, the, there was Nickelodeon had these things, these shopping sprees where. Uh, I can't remember you had to like send in something or call the call this number. I can't somehow like people were randomly picked to go into Toys R Us and they had five minutes to pick up as many toys as they could fit in their in their shopping cart. And the I think you could even fill up a cart, like put it aside and like I mean, you just had to like, like just drop things into a cart, like run around and drop things into a cart. Just the result of a, a grotesque capitalist, wildly successful capitalist <laughs> society. I know. Uh, and even reading it now, I was like, it's all such junk. But, oh, like, how exciting would that be? You know? Oh, oh without a doubt. I, I mean, that store be for you today? If someone said you could get a shopping spree in any store, any, any kind of store in the world, what would you pick? Wow. I mean, that's a complex question in this modern age where we do all of our shopping online. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I don't know, maybe like um maybe like uh Brooks Brothers or something like that. <laughs> oh, Brooks Brothers is pretty good. I was thinking like Whole Foods. I was I was going really really yeah. humble. <laughs> I just want uh, some I want as much hummus as I can eat and a lot of Alaskan salmon fillets. It's only gonna last like a week though, right? Yeah, maybe like Costco. <laughs> you could pick up you could pick up like TVs and stuff at Costco. Oh my god. You could get five billion cheese balls at Costco. <laughs> 
You would never, you would never suffer for uh, for a lack of pre-bought popped popcorn yeah. again. Yeah, you would own every James Patterson novel every ever <laughs> ever published. That's actually a good. Let's go with Costco. All right, with Costco it is. Uh, all right, Aaron Lundberg says, uh, "Hey guys, what do you think about Sanchez as a triple captain in Game Week 34? And this, Brandon, leads us to our our our, our newest feature. It's a one time oh, feature. Is that, I feel like there's a sound effect like pew pew pew. Here we are, double jeopardy. Uh, Brandon and I have both picked our top three triple captain options, and we have not told each other what these are. And uh, let's 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 each go through them one at a time, Brandon. So okay. I'll do my I'll do my I have them ranked three to one to three, yeah. and I'll start with my third one. Okay. Okay. And that so you're is le- your least likely, my least likely of, of the three that I've, I've I've gone through the fixtures, and I, you know, I hadn't really thought about Martial, and you know, when you brought him up, that it's sort of tempting, but I, I don't know if I could really um, trust Anthony Martial for, with a triple captaincy. Uh, you just don't have the guts. I don't have the guts or the gumption. Uh, number three for me is uh, Payet, and that is uh, he has two double game weeks, but the one that I would pick would be game week thirty-seven, where they play Swansea and Man United at home. Yeah, I I felt pressured to pick at least one. I mean, more the more tempting uh, triple captain fixtures are in game week thirty four. If I felt pressured to pick one triple captain from game week thirty seven, of course the eye just goes to these two home fixtures for West Ham. Um, I think Man United their defense is is obviously one of their best uh, features, but Payet has got to be that game week thirty seven triple captain shout. Yep, I, I I agree. So we both have the same number three. Yeah, we're we're in agreement there. Okay, uh, maybe maybe we'll be the same all the way up. Uh, my number two is Firmino, in game week thirty four, uh, away to Bournemouth and home to Everton. Okay, I I I think that one is is a little risky. I'm kind of surprised at that one actually. For first, given that we don't really know what Firmino's form is because he's coming back from injury, and and how Klopp is going to bring him back into the rotation, mm-hmm. and of course, given how many uh, games that Liverpool have. Okay, have here's up. here's my rationale is that uh, Liverpool. I, I don't think he'll play uh, in the um, Europa League match. I think that Liverpool is. Uh, no, not, not Liverpool. Well, Liverpool it can be an explosive offensive team, but Firmino in particular is an explosive offensive player. And I, when, you know, if I'm going to play the triple captain, I want a player who could possibly pick up like 30 points over two game weeks. You know, yeah. just like a, I want a huge number. And um, I just think that someone like Firmino is capable of that because he's so streaky. And if you get him in the right, it's kind of hard to even pick when he's going to score. But if yep. you got him at the right time, you could absolutely have a have a two game stretch where he picks up like four goals and two assists. Yeah, my second choice is actually Anthony Martial because I'm just mm. looking at game week 34 and United have two very good looking fixtures, and of course you're always looking at who's going to play Aston Villa, the like undeniably defeated, um, already relegated team, nothing to fight for, not even their pride. And not even their pride, not even that. And, that, and this United team, I mean, they're still not that high scoring, but Martial is uh, at least looking at the Everton game. He's central to so much of the attacking play. Uh, Mark, Marcus Rashford is obviously like the darling right now, but Martial has is is the one with that cutting edge. 
And if anyone's going to do it for United, I think it's going to be him. And and I think that's it, it feels a little bit like a punt. And it would require yeah. me dropping Kane or Aguero to make that happen. But um, but I really like that. I have a good feeling about it. Okay. Uh, I, I like that. And, you know, I'm just thinking now we should definitely get together to watch these Game Week 34s because this is going to be crazy. <laughs> it's going to be crazy. Uh, have you, have you, by the way, have you looked at the fixture list for Game Week 34? Like, have you looked on the, like, the Fantasy Premier League site? There are games Saturday, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday. There are six straight days of matches. It's like the Christmas fix. It's insane. <laughs> it's like EPL Hanukkah. It's 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 really amazing. The Festival of Lights. <laughs> it's gonna be it's gonna it's, it's gonna be way too much. Uh, so um, it's like it's I'm already like the fearful for my job. <laughs> I am oh, I am overwhelmed. <laughs> I am so stimulated with with, with Premier League right now. I, I, I might just fall over and die. I'm not sure. <laughs> uh, so. Um, yeah. Okay. So let's go to number one. I actually think we we both have the same number one. Uh, you want to say you want to say it at the same time? Okay. On three. Yep. Wait. No. You can't say on three because I have to say three. So just just after I say three, let's say it. Okay. One, two, three. Sanchez. Wayne Hennessy game week thirty seven. <laughs> no, I knew you were going to say Sanchez. Uh, that, that's what I have too. Alexis uh, Sanchez in game week thirty four. Oh, <laughs> uh, Wayne Hennessy with the you know uh, you know could be could be. Uh, no, I think San. I mean, like, I don't know. I mean, it's 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 a little risky. I mean, I, I we both have him as the number one. You said earlier you have him with a bullet. Uh, yeah. Or you said you said your number one was the number one with the bullet, and I assume yeah. you're talking about Sanchez. Yeah, I, it does make sense, but I mean, you just never know with him. I mean, like just the way he's played all year. I mean, it's like it's a little. I'm a little nervous about captaining him, to be honest. Yeah, the discussion all season has been form, and form is key, and that's been the problem with Alexis this season as well. But uh, going back to what you were saying about Firmino and the logic being, you need to apply the triple captaincy to somebody who will be explosive. Mm-hmm. And if they are explosive, will bring you that massive point haul. And Alexis is the guy. Uh, if it's not Aguero, it's Alexis, and he's he's that top uh, caliber of attacking player right now. I mean, apart from Kane uh, and Aguero, I don't know who else has more potential. Certainly, I mean, it's amazing. About, that we just, saying that we just Kane, Kane doesn't have the double game wake, of course, so he's not under consideration. Yeah. It's incredible to me that we both list our top three, and neither one of us, even even at number three, put uh, Sergio Aguero, who has a double game week, including an away match at Newcastle. Yeah, it's just, I feel like Aguero has coasted into this uh, role on everybody's team of, we've, we've just been burned on his captaincy a few too many times. And even, like, this past week, we captained Aguero, and had we gone with Payet or Kane, Granted, we would have only gotten like two or four more points, but still, why are why are we so committed to this captaincy? Um, and and the role he is now is just to have him in your squad. You're covered to right. have him. You don't have to captain him. But but cast your mind, Brandon, back to game week eight. Sergio Aguero oh, played played a certain team, a certain yeah. team called Newcastle. Yeah. Sergio Aguero scored five goals in in a thirty minute stretch against Newcastle. <laughs> Sergio Aguero is playing that same Newcastle team in game week 34. Now, that may, that may inspire them to play better, but this is also a Newcastle team that, that, that may effectively be relegated by the time. No, I shouldn't say that because there's too many, too, many, too many games left still, but they're, it's not looking very good for them. And uh, they're not really – I mean, that, that Norwich match had to be 
incredibly demoralizing for you. You could see it written all over Benitez's face. He's just like, I had no idea it was going to be this demoralizing. It was. It was actually very interesting because I was wa- I was watching the game on the uh, NBC Sports Network and. Um, it was. It was actually they were showing another match. I can't. Remember, I think I remember the Arsenal match, and uh, they cut in. Um, you know, like the like so the Arsenal match finishes. There's they usually go to whatever match is, is kind of wrapping up, and so it was like the 91st minute or something, and uh, they cut into um, the Norwich match just as Olsen was scoring that goal. Uh, is a game ever two. cut into when a goal is not scored? It was incredible. I mean, it was. Oh, it was, and I. <laughs> I actually, you know, I really respect Newcastle's fan base. I think they're they're tremendous fans, and um, and they have a unique culture. And I, I don't really want to see them get relegated, but I, I loathe Mike Ashley, you know, so deeply that I think Newcastle fans would say the same thing. Yeah, exactly. So maybe maybe you go down for a year, it forces them to make some changes. I mean, I, I don't know. It's uh, I, I like Nor. I mean, Norwich have great fans too. You know, it's I don't know. So it's um, <laughs> you're all great fans. You're the best. I've always had a soft spot for Norwich. Above all, everyone is an always cheating fan. <laughs> that's right. So that's, that's really right. what matters. That's what matters. Okay, let's get let's let's pick up the pace here a little bit. Okay, we're um, lagging behind. We're lagging behind. Uh, all right, uh, Siraj, our buddy Siraj. Hey, said, Siraj. What are your thoughts on Liverpool and Man City players? Uh, given their conge- congested fixture list, uh, what do you think of the players least likely to be rotated? So we've talked a bit about both these teams. We haven't necessarily talked about the players most likely to be rotated. I think uh, I think both of us are of the opinion that Sergio Aguero will actually not be rotated uh, really for any of these matches. I mean, I suppose yeah, yeah. you know, if, I mean, if they make the Champions League final, uh, you know, or 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 the semifinals, even they're playing, you know, Barcelona in two legs. I mean, I, I could see them, you know, resting him then. But you know, um, actually, who do they play in this quarterfinal? I I, I can't remember. PSG. Oh, they play PSG, right? So that's a very interesting match. Like, I, it I, really I guess is. We'll know, yeah, yeah, we'll know a lot after that match. I I feel like we've seen this a few seasons with Aguero, where they come up on a lot of matches. Uh, later in the season, if they're still in the Champions League, and you worry about Aguero's rotation, and yet he never gets rotated. Yeah. Um, they really don't he, have another option. I mean, uh, you know, Bonnie Prince Boney is, uh, you know, lumbering around at about 300 pounds right now, you know, going, <laughs> you know, going about one mile per hour. <laughs> I imagine so, he's got like a broomstick between his legs and he's just sort of slapping the back of it like he's on a horse. <laughs> I mean, and, and the other player is Iniacho who who can't play. If, I mean, he like he never even gets a full 90, you know, I mean, he'll, he'll play 45 to 45 to 60 minutes in a given match. Uh, so I think uh, KDB is the obvious choice for rotation. I think Silva could get rotated, too. I mean, especially now that Samir Nasri's is back, uh, yeah. I could absolutely see, you know, especially, you know, let's say they um I can't remember if if uh, Man City plays PSG at home or away in this first match, but um, let's say they, they you know they win uh, their the, the they win the first leg one nothing, um, and they know they have a really tough second leg coming up. I could see them. I could see Silva, you know, starting off on the bench, perhaps like in the the way match to Newcastle, you know, and then um, you know coming in in the seventieth minute or something like that. Yeah, I, it's 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 tough to say. Uh, due the to the fact that these could all be must wins for Manchester City just to stay in the top four. Yeah, Man U defeating Everton was probably pretty good for people who are worried about or worried about rotation for Man City because yeah. they really can't. Uh, you know, I mean, they're really fighting for a Champions League spot at this point. I my feeling is 
you'll see a lot of these players like Silva and KDB starting every game, but under risk of getting subbed out at like the 50, 55th minute. Yeah. Um, yeah. You see Pellegrini do that quite a bit. Uh, I mean, we saw that happen in the uh, Newcastle game when Aguero scored was, was just on fire and he got taken out. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so that would be, I, I would be less concerned about starts and more concerned just about minutes. Um, the, with Liverpool, I, I suppose it depends on how seriously they take their, I mean, I think they'll take it pretty seriously, their Europa League match. Uh, I mean, for two I mean, obviously there's just the fact that I, I can't imagine, uh, I mean, you know, like, I mean, you know, with Spurs, like, you know, Spurs really didn't didn't even field a proper team against uh, against Dortmund because, you know, they're trying to win the league. And mm-hmm. uh, and they're not worried about Champions League spot. And the league obviously took precedence there. I mean, I don't think anyone begrudged Pochettino for not going for it there. Or, you know, like you shouldn't have if you did because, I mean, it makes complete sense. Well, point taken. Uh, yeah, but I think um, I think with Liverpool, I mean, they, there's a Champions League spot, you know, if they win the Europa League, and uh, and they're playing Dortmund, uh, you know, they're playing his his old club. So I think, yeah. um, um, you know, it's, I mean, like they should play everybody, but I don't know. I mean, Daniel Sturridge is is the one that I because there's a, I Daniel Sturridge is a very tempting uh, sort of differential target for me. Someone mm-hmm. I would think if I dropped Aguero, I would think about bringing in Daniel Sturridge, or even moving Kane to Sturridge. Uh, is something I would think about. Like maybe, maybe I keep Kane for game week thirty three, and then I use my transfer to move Kane to Sturridge in game week yeah. thirty. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So, but if he, you know, if he's if 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 Sturridge played like the full ninety away to Dortmund, then I would definitely be worried about him starting. Yeah, I think there are a lot of peripheral players in the Liverpool midfield that will will see the rotation, like the Milners and the Lalanas and the Jordan Hendersons of the world. Right. Coutinho's kind of injury prone. I guess you could worry about him a little bit. Yeah, he's just sort of his own his own enemy. It's it's if he gets a if he gets his if he gets carded or if he gets injured, but he's so central to that offense. Um, uh, all right, let's move on to uh, Odin Odin Gladvet. Uh, says, uh, okay, actually, this is, is actually, I should have done these two as one because he says, uh, how much do you think, see, we don't do this much prep. You know, there's only so much you can do. Uh, he says, uh, how much do you think the, um, the um, Europa League, Champions League, and FA Cup will affect rotation for double game week teams? So there are also, there are these, um, there are the Europa, the, um, uh, the FA Cup matches to think about as well. Um, and, you know, I hadn't really thought about this, but, you know, for Crystal Palace and Watford, yeah. Um, they, they really could rotate a little bit. I mean, at this point, they're they're both probably safe. Um, I know that um, uh, Kike uh, Flores was just saying that he that Watford isn't safe, but I really I think they are. I, mean, I think they are at thirty seven points or something like that. Yeah, I mean they're they're technically not safe, but everyone below them is just such a disaster that they're fine. So you could see in the lead up to the semifinals there being a little bit of rotation on Watford, but you know as as we oh, yeah and Crystal Palace for that matter. Although I don't think. Um, if I was bringing in a Chris Palace player, I'd, bring, I'd be bringing in one of their central defenders, probably Delaney. Um, so, I mean, those guys can play, like, every match, basically. Um, yeah. And I just don't know there's anyone worth bringing in on Watford at the moment. I mean, they don't. They have a Blake in Game Week 35. Um, they have an okay fixture in Game Week 34. I mean, they're away to West Brom and, and West Ham. Um, but those aren't, I mean, you know, I mean, they, I don't know. Jordini, anybody? Yeah. But Dini can probably play every match, too. I mean, that yeah, guy. Yeah, that guy's a bowling ball. Uh, he'll be. Yeah, if if you really wanted to punt on Dini, I I would do it without concern over rotation. I think an end of season punt on Dini would be kind of fun. You know, their last match is at home to Sunderland, 
And uh, there's a pretty good, like, if Sunderland is relegated in game week 38, I could see Dini scoring like three goals. Yeah. Yeah. So let's, let's, let's mark this down at the hour and whatever minute mark we're at right now. Troy Dini, hat trick, game week 38. Yeah, I think the teams that are most con- worrying or would be West Ham and Manchester United, who have that replay, which is uh, in the middle of uh, it's well, it's right before game week thirty four starts. Yeah. Um. So I guess I guess leading into the double game week, it's it's not going to be a huge concern. I I kind of wish that uh, that Piat that that Antonio had held onto his form because I, I would I would I'd be kind of nice if I could. If I could have Antonio and and take the like, you know, I think he's like three million less than Payet, so like take that three million and put it elsewhere. But as it is, I think Payet's like the one guy you really have to have on, on West Ham. Well, I mean, speaking of West Ham form, what about Lanzini? He's got two goals in two games, and uh, he's playing the full ninety. He's cheap. He's four point nine. Yeah, that's an interesting option. Yeah. So where Antonio isn't getting the attacking points now, Lanzini definitely fills in. And uh, if he stays fit, that's a really nice bench option for you. Yeah, I yeah I agree. Uh, okay, we uh, have two questions left, Brandon. Uh, first one is um, from Alex Waterbaby. He says, uh, hello, guys. Uh, if wild card this week, which is the best keeper pairing until the end of the season? Uh, keep up the good work. Options for me are David De Gea and Darlow. Uh, Migs and Robles, or a combo of that? Uh, maybe Schmeichel to cover the Foxes' defense. Yeah, uh, it's. I, I keep coming back to Peter Check. Do you have any concern about Ospina uh, possibly not, uh, possibly not starting, or, or Ospina possibly starting one of those matches? I mean, I think he's in really good form. I could, I could see Check maybe not. I mean, obviously, Arsenal have no other commitments, so, I mean, Czech probably will play all those matches, but I think there's at least a chance that he won't. No. Czech, if Czech is healthy, he plays. He is the, he was their marquee signing. He is a figurehead on that team, uh, a leader for the defense, and he's a guy you want playing in the home stretch. Why would you, why would you put him on the bench? I mean, I, I understand Ospina is on is. Um, in form, but that's his role at the club to yeah. fill in when Czech's not healthy. And there's there's no due that needs to be paid to Ospina for having great form. Yeah, fair enough. Fair enough. Uh, I think David De Gea is a great option uh, if, if you if you're willing to to go to that price. Yeah. So I mean, okay. So another reason I would make the case for Czech, and particularly if Czech over De Gea, which I think they're at the same price right now, is Czech has a fixture in game week 35. So uh, if you go David De Gea, you absolutely have to have a keeper that's playing in game week 35. So I guess that's where Darlow comes into it. Right. Or, or Schmeichel. Yeah. Uh, right. I mean, Schme- is that is that too expensive a pairing to have Schmeichel and De Gea? It, how, it much is does, me, how much does Schmeichel cost right now? Well, his his retail price is uh, <laughs> is four point eight. Uh, I have him at four point six at the moment because I bought him. I bought him uh, at four point five. Uh-huh. Um, right, Good actually, I, I've had him. Oh, I've had him since game week one. Actually, uh, so you know, I I'm probably going to keep Schmeichel. And uh, you know, the thing about Robles that makes him so tempting, even though the fixtures aren't quite as good for um, for Everton, is that. He's only four point three million. Uh, so you know, if you if you if you move from Robles to David De Gea, you've got to find one point five million elsewhere. Yeah, and uh, that is kind of tricky. 
Yeah, I mean, I, I'm putting it all out there on the line with Peter Check. I'll just tell you right here, uh, Josh. I'm I'm getting I'm getting Check in. I, I like it. Yeah, I mean, I think I think it's a good move. I just uh, I'm a little worried about whether he's going to play every match. The other the other thing is is I'm kind of stuck with Hennessy because of this double game week, and uh, he's also just a supreme value option for me. Who bought him at I think he maybe he was three point eight when I bought him. Yeah. Um, so I I need to buy a keeper that I can capitalize on in the double game week and who plays thirty five and uh, so you know yeah. So high end check. Uh, what about what about Willie Caballero? How long is how long is Joe? Joe Hart going to be out for us. Sorry, I got a little I, I th- heart. No, it's all right. I think something. he's. I think he's actually already already coming back. I think okay. he's. Uh, he, he might actually start the Champions League match. So there you go, Joe Hart. Joe Hart is another great option. He's got a fixture in game week thirty five, and um, you know, as silly as that City defense can be from time to time, Joe Hart is still a great pick. Yeah, and the thing about um, us, you know, um, Robles is that um, they, he doesn't have a great. Uh, game week thirty five is um, it's, a, it's actually a blank for him. So yeah, yeah Robles would... Robles just feels like a two week punt to me. And and you keep uh, I mean I'm just keeper is something you don't want to have to be left monkeying around with uh, when yeah. you're when you're when you're trying to juggle transfers get going into game week thirty seven. And I just want to be done with it after this wild card. Yeah, uh, I, I think I think check makes a lot of sense. Uh, I, David De Gea is the one I'm kind of leaning towards because I could I could. I could pair him with Schmeichel, but um, mm-hmm. yeah, so it's it's a tricky one uh, for sure. You could pair him like a <laughs> like a fine red and a and a really stinky yeah, blue. like like a yeah, table wine, a nice yeah, exactly. Uh, all right, so um, a final question is from El Magico, and he says, "How many of Ozil, Mars, and Kane are you each selling?" Uh, so we we're both keeping. Are you are you you're keeping Kane for the time being, right? Yeah, I'm cha- actually changed my team name to Keeping Kane. <laughs> uh, I'm, no, I'm no, also- I'm planning planning on keeping Kane and Mares. I mean, uh, they're they're certainly both on on that bubble without double game weeks, but but they're fantastic players, very explosive, and we, you know we need to keep game week thirty five in the back of our mind. Yeah, and Ozil is a sneaky uh, triple captain option too. I mean, I know he's a lot of form right now, but you know, I mean. <laughs> I don't know. He doesn't score enough goals, really. He doesn't quite have that explosive element. Yeah, and if you're planning on really only playing against the top highest percentage in the league, Ozil could actually turn into a differential if a lot of people are dropping him to bring in Sanchez. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Uh, So I'm not planning on bringing in Ozil at the moment, and I'm planning on keeping uh, Mares and Kane. Yeah, same for me. I mean, I I feel like I got the best of Ozil, and I just want to remember him that way always. <laughs> yeah, you dropped him at just the right time. I suppose I did. I mean, of course, I brought him in for uh, David Silva, who didn't do a whole lot for me. But you know, at least I always uh, I'll always know that I I was smart enough to do, to drop Ozil. That's right. You had him for you had him for game weeks one to twenty nine. A very solid run. Uh, all right, so uh, that's it. Uh, we've, that was very substantive. We, we, we are not often this substantive on the podcast, Brandon. I'm really, I'm kind of mentally drained after all that. You left very little time for me to make up funny names for uh, various <laughs> Premier League players, so we'll, we'll try to do better on that next pod. Yeah, we'll go. We'll aim for funny next time. Uh, you can't really aim for funny though. Funny, it's got to be accidental. You know, <laughs> you can't plan on it. All right, Josh. Well, good luck with your with your wild card tinkering. How how 
how many hours do you think you're going to spend tinkering with this wild card team over the next five or six days? I mean, quite a, quite a lot. I, I imagine. Uh, I thankfully I have plans on Friday night, so I can't uh, I can't spend all of Friday like you know I can't come home after work and spend like six hours tinkering before I go to bed. It's got I've got to be done by Thursday. Right. All right. So I, I guess we're going to ask our listeners to stay tuned on social media where we're going to bring our optimizer to you all um, on Facebook. And we'll probably share a link on Twitter to yeah. anything we say about our plans for this coming weekend. We'll try to hold our feet to the fire a little bit with some of our picks. And uh, yeah. And uh, yeah. So yeah. So we'll, we'll, we'll post those on Facebook and we'll make sure they're up by Friday. Uh, we'll share the link on Twitter, and if you're not following us on Twitter, please do because we're at we're at 400. We're very close to 500 followers, and uh, it's it's really driving me crazy that we can't seem to quite get over that hump. So uh, uh, absolutely, we gotta we gotta get past 500 before the end of the season. Um, yeah, let's, yeah, exactly. We're like absolutely. we're 20 20 plus away, so we're very close. All right, Josh. Before we actually wrap up, a, a quick pitch for our, our good friends uh, Justin and Alex, who are out in Los Angeles, and they just launched this amazing new sports website called ephus ephusmag.com so that's what is ephus actually Josh? the ephus is a, it's a it's a baseball pitch it's it's like a very it's it's very like slow pitch it's like there's no spin on it no rotation all right so you can find find them at ephusmag.com e e p h u s m a g.com it's sponsored by the los angeles review of books and it's just all these great long form essays about Every sort of sport imaginable, from baseball to soccer uh, to big wave surfing. Uh, I, I think Justin and Alex have pitched it that way. So um, uh, we're going to make our podcast actually available through ephus.com as well. So you can find some find content from your friends Josh and Brandon there on the site. You got it. Uh, all right, guys. Well, well thanks for listening, and uh, we'll be back next week. All right, Josh. Hail Poku. Hail Cheaters. Bye. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.